Thank you for downloading this podcast from the Traverse Theatre Edinburgh. We now join the theatre's associate director and your host, Hamish Peary. Hello and welcome to this very special edition, which I get the opportunity to interview Emma Callender, the new associate director here at the Traverse Theatre. Hello, Emma. Good afternoon. Hello, Hamish. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Brilliant. <laughs> the first question I wanted to ask you was, mm-hmm. when did you start to become interested in new writing as a director? Mm. So um, I only do new writing now, and I've thought about it a few times, actually, tracking it back, and I think it's it was quite a strange place where it started um i was living uh and working with a group called gajnica in poland who are quite experimental in their theater practice and they don't um submit to narrative really at all um narrative is not one of their main focuses lots of other incredible things are and i got really into it um and i think i went a bit too far because when i came out the other side i was just yearning for a good story in theatre, that's all I wanted really, was a good story. And so that's what I subconsciously found myself looking for. Uh, and then I was really lucky to get um, the regional young directors um, scheme with the National Theatre Scotland with uh, Vicky Featherstone and John Tiffany. And they just infected me with their love of new writing basically. So it stayed. We're very glad about that. <laughs> I am, it's good. Yeah, so that was basically a rebellion against Polish theatre. <laughs> it's the, it's it, a massive rebellion. <laughs> That's it. Oh, I'm talking about rebellion and revolution, maybe. <laughs> Shall we talk a little bit about... Now, you are very well known to a lot of audiences all around the world because as a co-artistic director of uh, Theatre Uncut. <laughs> one, of the, one of my favourite quotes about Theatre Uncut, which I think was the most exciting one, and makes me feel sort of most excited by it and jealous of it almost in a way is that quote when it's descri- you're described as theatre's rapid response unit and rapid response theatre is something that we talk about quite a lot and especially talk about a lot with uh, directors at different stages especially emerging directors and the thing is it's not as easy as people sometimes think it is I'd love you to talk about what are, what are the do's and don'ts of effective rapid response theatre mm-hmm. well it's kind of it's probably important to say that theatre on cuts started as a response so it was the cuts and public spending the public spending review in october 2010 uh came out and a lot of artists were really angry about that and wanted to respond and so hannah price um founded theatre uncut to be able to respond through using writers um work using that's not the right word through inviting writers to be able to um respond to that with this form theatre uncut so the writers um uh created short pieces which were then um put on the internet so that anyone can do them anywhere rights free um and so theatre uncut in essence is a response it always will be and it responds to the world around it. That's the whole point of it. Um, and that time kind of got... We started challenging ourselves a bit to get faster and faster in terms of how quickly we respond. And uh, this last year, we gave each of the writers a week to write their pieces. Um, and the good thing that came with that is that you had a real sense of urgency and you also had stories on stage that were 
uh, in essence topical because they've been in the papers that week um, or you know were coming to the fore they might not have you know that event might not have hit that week but they were very present um, so there's a really kind of quite wild energy that comes along with it what it doesn't allow a writer to do is to be able to have that time of meditation so some of the arguments you might find are quite uh, emotional or um, heart bound rather than head bound and so Theatre Uncuts now in a journey of going into giving writers more time to be able to actually develop their thoughts and have that meditation time so I don't think that we'll be tied to the rapid response um, you know label really because we've pushed it almost to its extreme you know for us the extreme obviously is you know give them 10 minutes to write but I'm not sure how useful that would be in terms of having that depth of um, that depth of political conversation that Theatre Uncut was always intended to be. Yeah, so That's difficult, right. really difficult. It, yeah. And if, you, if you were giving advice to a younger director who was wanted to develop a, a rapid response mm-hmm. night or something like that, what would be what would be your your ground rules of advice for them? How to do it? Yeah. Uh, make the make the form really clear about you know how long people have got. Be realistic. And choose your writers well. That's the most important thing. There's a lot of writers who just don't want to write fast. So theater, with Theatre Uncut, we ask a lot of people to work with us. And a lot of people decline because it's not their bag. Because And then the reason that we get, probably the, one of the only reasons that we get, but we do get it quite often, is I don't want to write fast. I like writing slow. So I think it's just making sure that you've got writers who are really happy to write inside that time frame and that they're going to really enjoy that rather than feeling like it's some horrible ordeal that they're being put through. <laughs> yeah, make sure it's fun <laughs> is the heart, I think. Yeah. Brilliant. If you, look back, <laughs> if you were to look back at you at the film of your life now and we see you as a, as a little child, uh-huh. where are there moments there when you can see the evidence of the artist? that you've now become, whether that's you playing in a puddle with some action men or women or uh-huh. whatever that is. It feels like, it feels like there's kind of two, there's two bit, bits. I think I was quite a bossy kid, which I right. don't think will surprise many people. Um, and so, yeah, there's a lot of moments that I can imagine that I was there, you know, stomping around, saying that, you know how things would be done or whatever. Um, but then on the other side of me... So I was really into kind of, I was really into um, like just parties and protests and just anything that was like on the edges of what was allowed, you know, flirting with, flirting with the law or flirting with whatever, just whatever, whatever was just kind of just a bit naughty or not allowed or, you know, being, being in free parties where you'd kind of find out at night that night where you'd all drive out to that used to happen loads around Bristol when I was a kid. Uh, or in like road protests around Bath and all of that. And so it feels really nice now to bring those two elements of me together to know that actually I just think theatre is a rebellious act in whatever form it is because you're kind of, you're bringing up conversations that are, you know, potentially, 
explosive or provocative and so that side of me and then the kind of you know bossy artistic side of me (laughs) seem to have come together and it feels quite nice and I hope that I'm a lot less bossy than I was I've got it out my system um and made yeah kind of made that like creative rebellion or whatever my my job I feel so lucky that I can do that Slightly at peace almost. You look yeah, at peace when you described it then. So you relaxed. Yeah, when it kind of, it wasn't that long ago. It's like a couple of years ago where it kind of things popped together. And so, yeah, it was really nice. Just going back to the idea of bossiness and you're saying you hope, <laughs> you, you hope you've got it out of your system. <laughs> what, uh, why did you think you had to get it out of your system? No one likes a bossy person. Yeah, but did you know you were bossy? Yeah. And you knew, well, I've got to find a way of stopping this. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Well, I think well, be it's weird, isn't it? Because like, there's there's bossy directors and not bossy directors, and bossy directors are really annoying. Like, so I was an actress for a few years before, and I hated bossy directors. So I never wanted to be one of them. So I think that's what it is. So I knew that I couldn't be a bossy director because no one likes that. So I kind of needed to be something else. But I think it's just when you have. I don't really feel feel like I've got anything to prove now, which feels really lovely because I just really enjoying my days. I really have nice days. And so I don't feel bossy anymore. Maybe I am. I'm sure my mates and my boyfriend will disagree. <laughs> They're allowed to be bossy with them. That's different. So back to that lovely phrase then of enjoying your days with that uh-huh. warm smile that you had in your face. So you've, had a, you've got a long relationship with Scotland since... Especially uh, coming here with the NTS uh, a few years ago and has sort of always been based here on and off for quite a long time. How does it feel to be back into this country? It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. I just, I was thinking the other day, I've got an awful lot, um, I've got an awful lot to thank John Tiffany for because he was the person in the interview who gave me a shot and took me to Scotland the first time. Uh, And he didn't need to do that. He could have picked somebody else, but he didn't. And he picked me when I went up to National Theatre Scotland in 2009. And that changed everything for me because I just suddenly felt really at home in terms of the history of this country's theatrical traditions, uh, the really exciting kind of experiments that we kind of take for granted up here, especially in in terms of writers and devising and writers and how those two worlds live together. And quite often I see that those they're quite separate in places. You know, a writer writes a play, a devising company devises a show. And in Scotland there isn't that at all. You know, we're always crossing over, um, which is beautiful and I it really excited me. So uh, the other person that I have to thank deeply is David McLennan who I think is one of the most powerful important beautifully generous people in Scottish theatre and when he started letting me do Oran Moore play Pine of Pint plays I just started meeting incredible writers incredible actors being able to tell stories to that audience that is so up for it and feeling a Monday morning at Oran Moore if you get addicted to it you just you can't really get enough can you it's, it's brilliant shit of brick mondays i'm not meant to swear am i but <laughs> sorry about that ladies and gentlemen the co-host has just sworn <laughs> brilliant news for the future <laughs> so um yeah that's a kind of roundabout rambling way of saying that there's something in the spirit of scottish theatre that i feel really comfy and happy with and i'm so pleased to be here kind of on a more stable stable full-time you know position it's great 
So when you thought, when you realised that you were coming here to the Traverse Theatre, mm-hmm. Edinburgh, Scotland, mm-hmm. and now that you're here, what are the things that sort of most excited you about it? Um, the idea of playing with writers every day. Uh, that's it. Really? <laughs> the Traverse, um, the history of the Traverse and the plays that have come out of here and the the new voices that have found their place in theatre on those stages and the experiments that have been made in side writing and a theatre obviously much wider with the Travis's history, not just new writing, um, just is thrilling. And to think that that was what I was going to wake up to every morning and, you know, get on my bike and go and just play with writers all day. It's, it's incredible. I feel it's such an honour. Um, and especially now at Scotland's history. I think Scotland's in a really exciting place, whatever happens in the future. And so to be able to be part of a creative, a place for people to give their voice creatively during that time feels, um, yeah, feels a a big honour. Brilliant. I'm still a bit overwhelmed. That's why I'm being a bit rambly. Yeah. Quite beautiful. Emma, thank you so much for the last 15 minutes with me. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you, Hamish. It's a real pleasure working with you. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from the Traverse Theatre Edinburgh. For more information, please log on to www.traverse.co.uk.